Hi, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to Squares of the Roundtable. I'm Ivan Ivan. There's Jeff. There's Mike. Yep. And here we are once again. Here we are. One, one more week closer to the end of 2020. Ugh. Do we really think that's going to make a difference? Yeah. Why? Just 2021 is going to be better. Because... What makes us so sure? It's of all that? it's all uphill from here. That's what I like what? to think. That's what, what I want to think. It's all uphill from here. That's not good. That means we're still got problems. Oh, I mean all downhill. See, I don't think we are all downhill. I think we, I think it's gonna get. I shouldn't say this. I think it's gonna get a lot worse before it gets better. Well, I look at it from this point of view. Okay, at least there are some steps going towards. Uh, something that resembles an actual democracy. So put it this way. Oh, I'm not. Uh, well, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying in general. No, but I'm saying. But I'm saying. You know, no, I'm not going to celebrate New Year's on the first. I'm going to celebrate New Year's on the twentieth, man. And uh, I'm going to take yeah, it from I'm there. Yeah, I'm not. Look, I'm. I'm thrilled about that, but at the same time, I'm. I'm not ready to. Well, it, it's it. That's that. Just because. Yeah, well, let's... I know, look, it, it's it's the fear of the unknown, like Mike always tells me. I do? It's the fear of the unknown. Yeah, you do. You've told me lots of times. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's it, where no man's it, gone before, Mike. Yeah. Well, yeah. No one. It's the... It's the... Not just man. Is it one singular man. sensation? Man, man. Bam, bam. My bam. goodness. So much for, Black so much Betty, for, bam, bam. God, what have I done? Uh, Excuse me. No, what's anyway. for dinner, Ivan? <laughs> I'm having pork chops. Oh, all right. With applesauce or without? Without applesauce. Cranberry yeah, sauce. You gotta, okay, oh, the Brady's would be upset. No, yeah, yeah, pork chops without applesauce. Pork chops and applesauce. Yeah, they go together like pork chops and applesauce. Like hand in a glove. like uh... Unless you're Jewish, then they don't go together at all. No, <laughs> you're right about that. <laughs> Unless there's bacon, then it's all good. With mm-hmm. cheese and mayo. Well, there we go. And then there I gotta go. explain and then I gotta explain myself at the end of the day to God. Stocked but, up hey. on breakfast meat last week. I just go into the grocery store and just get breakfast meat like Ron Swanson. Just get like sausage patties and a pound and a half of bacon. They got like mega packs now, which is like more than one pound. I like those. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Bacon. Mm-hmm. Bacon. Wasn't there supposed to be a bacon shortage at one point this year? That, that might have been one of our square stories. Yeah. Was it? I think there was supposed to have been a bacon shortage at some point. No, I, didn't I feel like it. I missed it. Mm. Well, that's bacon shortage because I haven't heard anything from it other than that story. <laughs> Just like the murder hornets. Yeah, or the Godzilla wasps and yeah, so many prophecies that did crap. not come through. So we're thankful for that, I guess. Yeah, uh-huh. a crap load of hurricanes, right? Of, uh, not another case of Y two K, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember working for a telecom company in 1998, <laughs> and it was 99 actually, early 99, late 98, and it's trying to cash in on the Y two K scare to buy new, get like companies in the city to buy new phones because of Y two K, but mm-hmm. he had, like no substantiated like claims. Like, cause in 99, people thought, like, elevators were going to stop working and planes were going to fall out of the air and everyone's bank account was going to get, uh, everyone's bank account was going to get deleted. 
that everybody's personal history was going to get wiped out. Well, sometimes that's a good thing. I was going to say, can we make sure that that happens yeah. in all the banks? Delete please? your browser history. That's, that's <laughs> I, I was thinking about student loans and all kinds yeah. of things. I was thinking about yeah. like my credit score, man. Yeah, that too. They can delete my credit score. I'd be I'd be in the green. <laughs> my credit is shit. <laughs> God. So, yeah. how are we doing, boys? How was your week, Jeff? Kind of crazy. I had a lot going on with clients and yeah, well, you know, some people getting ready for holiday stuff at waiting the last minute and going, hey, can we do this like in at warp speed Mr. Sulu and being like Okay, we'll see what we can do. Uh, I learned that phrase in broadcasting school. I'll see what I can do. It's like because when you're when you're the intern and someone requests mm-hmm. a song, mm-hmm. I'll see what I can the, do at the remote site. You'll be like, I'll see what I can do. Well, it's funny <laughs> when you said about you said about Y two K. I yeah. remember working. So we had a show that was on that was paying good money. They were on twice a day on uh on wndz and it was one of those guys who was all about like the rare metals and all that stuff like precious metals like stocking up on gold and silver yeah all that silver and gold you know and and buying and buying you know buying these rare gold coins and all this stuff so you'll have it and like for a year all he talked about was like acting like chicken little like the sky is gonna fall out with the y2k thing um, and literally, like every single day, was talking about how you know you gotta make sure you're prepared, and you gotta have food, and you gotta all have all this stuff. Oh, he was a prepper. Go crazy! I'm sorry. Was he a prepper? Yeah, like he was like talking about people hat. have. A, yeah, it, well, it's funny because it's like it, it does have kind of that feel to it, does it? Uh-huh. Um, but it was funny because so I just so happened to be at. On the radio station, the day, because I think New Year's was a weekend that year. And then on Monday, I just happened to be running his shift. Now, and obviously nothing happens. Right. So the guy goes to start a show and just starts talking about stuff. And I'm like, is he going to acknowledge that nothing fucking happened? And you've been spending a year talking all kinds of shit to get people to buy your gold and there was nothing that fucking happened uh saturday january 1st 2000 was saturday right and on the monday when i went into work to go run work i swear that guy was literally like 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 as if he hadn't been saying they haven't been like screaming then sky is gonna fall ignore everything i've said until now right it just kept going and it was like wow holy cow how does he how do you I'm like, and the worst part, the funniest part was, he had people calling up and still like buying into his shit. And I'm like, man, I don't know how he does it. That's snake amazing. oil salesman. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I was like, wow. Um, so you've been <laughs> busy with clients and finishing finishing year end sales and stuff. Clients and um, you know, just trying to, to you know put together. I'm in the process of putting together some of my new ideas for. Um, for you know my my business in terms of storytelling and and presentation work and uh, I got honored by District Thirty Toastmasters over the weekend. I don't congratulations. I don't know exactly, yeah, I don't know exactly what that I don't know exactly what that means yet. What do I win? I think I get 
<laughs> I think I get like a bottle stopper or something, some really nice like wine stopper or something like that. Oh, corkscrew. Like, yeah, well, no, it's not corkscrew. It's like a wine yeah, stopper. Just... There's a difference between a corkscrew and a wine stopper. Stop right, it. one opens it, the other one closes it. Right, you know, well, <laughs> it'll go really well with that bottle of, it'll go well with that bottle of brandy I've been holding for two years that I got from one of my speaking gigs that literally, like, instead of paying me, they gave me a $60 bottle of brandy, which... In fairness, if every speaking gig I ever did ended up with me bought getting a $60 bottle of brandy, I think I might be okay, because I could probably sell that shit on eBay and then be okay. But, since it doesn't work that way, I saw a really horrible movie, by the way. Okay. A really horrible movie. Was it I watched... Go ahead. Go on. What, what was it? It was that super intelligence movie on... Uh on HBO Max that they were like putting out trailers for during like Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving night. That thing was bad. Who's in I it? mean, it's just, it's Melissa McCarthy mm. and James Carborn And, um, I can't remember the other guy's name. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Um, it's the guy who plays, um, God, I can't believe I'll say it this way. It's the guy who plays the stepfather uh, in Ant-Man, who's married, okay, to, the, who's the, married to Scott the, Lang's wife. The, yeah, right. Okay. The cop. The cop guy. Right. The cop okay. guy who goes, and there's a tank. That guy. Okay. Um, that guy. He's in it. Uh, right. What's yeah, it about? It's about, like, this super, like, somehow this this super intelligence comes to life and, like, it decides to use Melissa McCarthy to test, to test like if humanity it should help humanity, if it should enslave humanity, or blow up humanity. Okay. And in the beginning, it's kind of funny, and then after a while, it just starts to get less funny and more kind of like, okay, uh. This isn't really funny anymore, and I don't know what the hell's going on here. Was it just getting it preachy just, or cringy, it, or what was it doing? Or creepy, oh, okay. or a, a little too, and then it's like, okay, I'll, you know, in the ending, it was just not very good either. It just, hmm. it was like, we ran a, it, it was almost like the writers ran out of shit to do <laughs> and figure out how to end the goddamn movie. And I'm like, oh my god, you know. I want two hours of my life back, please. Mm. Um, That's too bad. Yeah, I, 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 would, I, I would honestly give it one. Yeah, man. Only one. And and Whoa. that and I'm being generous. Whoa. I really want to give it none. Would uh, you say it was probably the worst movie of the year for you? Oh yeah, without mm. question. No, without that's too question. bad. Um, I did get a palate cleanse. I watched the first four episodes of Young Justice season three because it's on HBO Max and um, gotta tell you Mike that show is the closest thing that DC does in TV and movies to anything you get in the comics yeah like the DC animated films have uh, have often uh, have uh, diverged from the source material, but they're still good entertainment. But 
I mean, like, but this, but Young Justice is it was pretty close to the comics as the story, right? Goes. Oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there where they they really they really find ways to kind of stick close to the source material um, and do things. I mean, there's some things that aren't source material, but it's really the close. It's the it's the only show I've seen, and I, I'll include like all the Bruce Tim stuff. Okay, it's the only show I've seen of any of them that I'm really like, okay, this is like as if I was reading the real comic book. You know, they have those characters and they're they don't have to worry about how to explain that there's three Robins and, you know, all that kind right. of stuff. And it, none of, it, they, they don't worry about any of that. That's all. And did you look and hair. see if the writers are actual have like backgrounds in comics or I haven't looked. That's a really good question. I mean, the interesting part is, keep in mind, that show was, like, dead. And when I say dead, I mean, yeah. like... Yeah, and then there was DC a campaign had... to bring it back, and then it came right. back. Well, no, what the most amusing part of all is, this is the best part. The best part is, it was so popular on Netflix. Netflix went to DC and said, can we have a season three? And we're willing to pay for it. And it was supposed to go to Netflix... And then DC Universe happened, and then they basically produced it for themselves. Did they take Netflix's giving, money? <laughs> I don't think they took Netflix's no. money, but literally it's like, oh, there's that much interest, huh? Oh, great. We'll make it our own and put it on our own streaming service. And now Young Justice is no longer available on Netflix, obviously, because the right. WB and DC, they made their own platform with Blackjack and Hookers. So, Well, I think they're Thanks still... for the idea. Yeah. Oh man, Black but Jack it's good. That's 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 that's, all, that's what counts. But like I said, I've only through the first four episodes, and there's a lot of. So there's a lot of episodes in in season three. The cool, look, the thing that's really kind of amazing about it is the episodes are only like twenty three minutes long. So it's like you can really kind of like get into a groove watching them, um, and it's worthwhile. Like it's funny. Um, Season, I guess season three, it's funny, they call it Young Justice Outsiders, and apparently, you know, they're taking some liberties, but it looks like they're going to form what's known as the Outsiders, which is, which was a, which is a long-running group that's part of the DC Universe, and, um, and been around, and it's funny, they, they've made some tweaks, like they changed, they changed Halo's background and origin, but they, they're going to have her, and, you know, they have Geoforce, and I'm very curious to see what they're going to do because it looks like you know they might you know it's going to be very interesting because they might bring in uh geoforce's brother which is tara markoff which it would be really interesting and i haven't gotten this far in it if they could figure out a way to do judas contract in young justice because i think they'd have done it they'd do it better than the actual judas contract contract movie that was done but um yeah, I like I said, I thought uh, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to watching a little bit more of Young Justice. It's, yeah. it's and I mean, you it's, said, it's been out a little bit, but it's a high recommend. For yeah, me. and you said that it's it's there. There's no talking down to the audience. I mean, you know who this person is. You know who this character is. You know where they this character came from. There's good, there's good dialogue, mm-hmm. character beats, and all that. And of course, there's pow wham action. 
to go with it. Yeah. Always. I mean, there's good that. story, too. Oh, I mean, even the ones where there isn't Pow Wham, there's good story. And it doesn't feel like it's, like, drawn out. It doesn't feel like it's not interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they seem to be able to have figured out how to do it. Uh, Sounds anything, like it was written by comic writers. Yeah, well, I'm sure some of them might be. Yeah, that's what I mean. But, yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I, cool. you know, I mean, to give perspective, I mean, there's characters in there that are, the best way to put it is, so, you know, your Supermans, your Batmans, and your Wonder Womans are kind of like your Generation 1. Right. And then you've got your, your Nightwings, you've got your Donna Troys, your Roy Harpers, um, your Wally Wests, those individuals. And that's kind of like Generation 2. And most people, like most shows that they have, you're not going to get to the Generation 3 and 4 characters. Uh, Young Justice gets there. Young Justice gets to like those Generation 3 and Generation 4 characters, uh, which normally you don't see. Yeah, it fleshes out the the lesser known heroes, just like how Just League Unlimited did. Well, and it goes beyond Justice League Unlimited. Like, for example, like you have Nightwing... And you have Robin, and Robin's Tim Drake right now. Huh. You know, you have Superboy, but it's the Superboy, you know, you it's it's Superboy as in Superboy, like from back when Doomsday, you know, the clone Superboy. You've got uh, the Martian Manhunter. You have his, I, I, I want to say there's the girl. Um, the, yeah. I, can't, I can't remember what I forget, her name is. I forget McGann the relationship or, between. Right. The, but you get, you know, right. there's a lot of those characters where, you know, like it was funny. There was one episode that they did, and it was funny. It was the only episode where I was like, okay, it's kind of an aside to what's going on, where they brought in all the members of the Harper family. They had Roy, they had, um, they had Roy, they had, I don't know who they had as Speedy, but it was all the, but the guy who plays Guardian. Who does who, who's who's guardian? They had all three of them, like together with like Dick Grayson, and it was hysterical. Um, but you wouldn't get that in, you know, you know the the Justice League Unlimited series. They wouldn't go that deep or that far. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, like I said, it's you know, I, and it's funny they've had some interesting twists. Like, uh, I guess in this version. Uh, Zatanna's father, Zatara, is Doctor Fate, which is interesting because I that that's the first time I've ever seen that. Um, but, well, it uh, makes sense because they're both about the magic, so right. But I've never that's an interesting twist because, like right. I said, that hasn't been the case. That just hasn't like, been the case before, right? Just like in X Men Evolution, where Nightcrawler was the son of Mystique. Yeah, you know they've tried to tease that at times in the comics, oh. and it hasn't gone very far. But you know, or they've tried to do the rewrite a few times like that. And I, I don't. I, I gotta be honest, X Men comics. The best way I can put X Men comics is this: every so often, I would try to do X Men, and what would happen is I would not get to the comic book store on Wednesday, and they would be sold out of like. One like one or two one or two books, and I come back like three books later, and you don't, don't know what's know. going on, right? I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Not and, one. Well, then you just got to wait for the trade. 
Well, at the time, there wasn't exactly waiting for yeah. the train. I mean, this is the 90s. Yeah, um, there weren't there weren't into this was still right yeah, and we before, hadn't gotten that far yet you know, trade paperbacks are everywhere and omnipresent and right omnibus. now <laughs> now now it's a little easier but yeah. yeah i mean the last time i think and of I course read get, X-Men, yeah, the last time i think i read x-men was when they read they had an entirely new series that they started because joss whedon was writing it oh and that was really good mm, okay. that was really good <laughs> okay, yeah. so Young Justice is good. Yeah, I like I said, obviously I'm late to the party on it. That's been out for a little while, but yeah. um, I'm trying to think of anything else over the weekend other and than other watching, watching the other shows. Uh, other than watching the Bears be truly incompetent, but you know. Hey, I like yeah. I spent the whole day Sunday decorating, and I took a break. I'm like, uh, Hey Siri, uh, how are the Bears doing? And they're like, Oops, dang it. <laughs> Yeah, that set off my phone. But I asked Siri, because I can't say those two words together, how the Bears were doing. And it was like, oh, they're up 10 points at halftime. Oh, cool. And like two hours later, I'm like, I forgot to see who won. So I'm like, hey there. And the phone told me that they lost. <laughs> like, those idiots. I mean, literally, it was really yeah. bad. I mean, it was, it was ugly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to get ugly here at the end of the season, but hey. Uh-huh. Um, Ivan, how was your week? Your two weeks. You've been spinning. Yeah. You just been spinning. Just spinning. Uh, I was. Um, I did a thing called uh, "Music from Lovers Lane" on Friday, which, you know, I was in a literal boxing match with Facebook and my phone, which wouldn't stay charged. Guess the content of the show just kind of burned things up, burning up the internet on Friday, and then um. Mm. Then, um, then Sunday I did the um, I did the uh, spectacular uh, Sunday sessions that I do at, Sp- at uh, Spinning Wheel. I did all Christmas tunes, and you know I just kind of you know did like a couple of hours, and that was very sparse in what I put on that show because I wanted to save the vast majority of the juicy stuff for the um, for the release of the <clears throat> of you know the, uh, the 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 Twitch stream that I'm going to do Twitch TV stream. Mm-hmm. Of uh, you know the best Christmas songs you've ever heard, and I'm gonna. That's when I'll unveil the um, the uh, "It's a Wonderful Weave" and uh, "Batman and Jimmy Save Christmas" within the framework of the show. Yeah, yeah we'll post so, that to the uh, Squares page uh, as we get as we get close to the holiday. Yeah, so I'm gonna get that all together. I'll have it available on SoundCloud for anybody who wants to get mm-hmm. the whole Twitch thing on SoundCloud. I'll be recording it. Okay. Uh, I'll be recording it to seven and a half inch reel, which will be high definition of fidelity. And um, then afterwards, uh, let's see. Um, after after the fact, after this gets uh, after this airs, probably by the time this airs on Wednesday, I would have already done the um, the uh, nonstop sixties, which I'm also doing on Tuesday for uh, spinning wheel. Spending a lot of time over there at that spinning wheel. And, uh, well, you since, must uh, pay tribute to your adoring fans. No, you know, I mean they're they're an appreciative, they're an appreciative, very appreciative people. Yeah, that's great. So, and, like uh, on the Lovers Lane, what do we, you know, what what do we, what 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 artists? Oh, you know, just no, I don't. That's why I'm asking. 
Uh, okay, I'll tell you. So, okay, I, I went ahead and I, I ventured into, like, the Sam Cooks. I ventured into the, um, mm-hmm. uh, I ventured into the Fifth Dimension, ventured into uh, Chuck Jackson, Otis Redding, um, uh, let's see, Isaac Hayes, um, did, um, uh, let me see, the Majestics, uh, did, um, did uh, Timmy Euro. I mean, I kind of did a little bit of, uh, it was 60s heavy and then just a little bit 70s heavy towards the early part of the 70s. So it was like it went from like soul to funk. No, and, Barry White? Uh, it, well, yeah. Barry White. Isaac Hayes is like Barry White, sort of. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. Well, Isaac, Isaac Hayes, Isaac Hayes, you know, uh, well, it, it, Isaac Hayes is his own enigma. Whereas Barry White, he creates that whole scenario being the, you know, the you know, virile, you know, sexy black man, yes. And, um, but, uh, you know, where's... He's got chef's chocolate salty balls, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, children. Hi, chef. But as far as that was concerned, yeah, it, would, it turned out well. And like I said, had it not been for Facebook every, every like, almost every six, seven minutes knocking me down... And then finally, what I did was, after, you know, I, I had recorded it to reel, so it was in one piece on the reel to reel. So I went ahead, I edit, I did the editing on SoundCloud, and then I also added an extra hour of unaired sides, which really get into the boom chakawa uh, genre of music. There, you know, Rufus and Chaka Khan, and you know, a number of all those people, you know, and it was deep down funky, you know, you know. Uh, stuff from from that that camp so yeah so yeah it starts off innocently enough but then once you get into the third hour it just really turns around and changes into an entirely different uh, groove you know what you're just hanging at the pad baby yeah come on bad that like all my thoughts on shaka khan is that one song from the 80s the one that goes shaka shaka khan i just think of uh the whitney houston song i'm every woman okay okay So, you know what song I'm Shaka talking Khan about, though? I know, I know, I know. I feel for you. I think yeah, I that love one. I feel for you. Yeah, that well, was good. The guy sits there and goes, Shaka, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan, Khan. Oh, okay. Khan. We love you, Shaka Khan. Shaka yeah, Khan, come on. That one. Run, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. I want to squeeze you. I want to hold you. I want to kiss you. I want to make it right. Shaka Khan, I want you all the night. Shaka Khan. Yeah, that one. Yep, yep, yep. I know. I know the one. I spin it. Right round? Hmm? Yeah, spin it around and round and round like a rock and roll record. Maybe but right yeah. round. <laughs> it's, yeah, he's... Let's <laughs> go. Cool. Anyway. What? Yeah, we know. We, well, I know the song you're referring. I understood that reference. I was just that, too. He's Steve just Rogers. not playing along. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan doesn't know it. He needs to like pack up all of his records and go home. Okay, okay. Anyway, <laughs> but I just want to know your name. That's all, you know. I just want to know your name. Wasn't me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's an well, entirely. I would, different I would, I would, that would have went over right up there with uh, "I want to sex you up," which that would have really kind of put it in a. Boys in to, the, was that boys to men? What? I want to sex you up? No, that was uh, Color Me Bad. Okay. Right. I know, like, Boys to Men did, like, a song similar to that, and that they really didn't go for that because they went for the. They were traditionally more wholesome. 
Oh, well, they were a ballad. They were a ballad. Yeah, but they, you know, obviously End of the Road is the big, you know, that big hit they had. Well, and the one with Mariah Carey. Yeah, One Sweet Day, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah and then, of course, uh, there was... But there was one that they put out that was somewhat, a little more explicit, a little more, what'd you say, more, less subtle, <laughs> as mm. far as wanting to, you know, get a babe. And they said they initially they, they didn't care much for that first single that they put out. I don't Boys know. I'm not sure which one it was. Doesn't matter, because well, it's, it's forgotten, so... Well, I know that Bell Bib DeVoe, you know, which of course was New Edition, you know, Sands, but you know, you know Bobby Brown, <clears throat> yep. which. And watching and, any and, uh, television, anything interesting in that regard? On uh, television, yeah. Uh, no, watching any not, TV, no. Not watching much in the way of television. Just like I said, just been uh, back and forth, just the records and the uh, VDJing and um, doing. I did a sit-in last night, which was a lot of fun. You know, my little uh, new thing that I'm doing on the uh, on the Facebook now. The uh, Rivera's Rivera's Random Records, which uh, Jeff appropriately named. You know, for one of my little powwows, my own, one of those things where I just decide, okay, I'm just going to go on and just play records and. We all sit around and we all just, you know, we all just party as we, as I play records and everybody just lets it all hang out, you know, which is really cool. And I'm really liking that format because of the fact that I don't have to like think on my feet. I can just pull at will and just, you know, ride the moment as it comes. Yeah. You don't do anything crazy though, do you? What do you mean if I don't do anything crazy? Well, just no, random just... stuff. Like he'll play like, a when you say song random, how random are you talking? Well, random. Am I talking? Well, you know, one minute I could be, I could be playing, you know, I could be playing a, I could be playing a surf song. Next minute, I could be playing a rock song, or a rock Viking song. songs, you know, or you know, I could drop something in, like you know, uh, you come a long way from St. Louis. Sometimes uh, I could just come right out with "Slap You Bitch Up," you know, and shit like that, you know. And it's just, you know, it's never. I mean, it's never, not like, I mean, just there's to no give perspective. You're not like going from like two live crew me so horny to like Jolene by like Dolly Parton, are you? Well, I could if I wanted to, but do I want why? to? Because that's why what not? I mean. Now, like you're not going anywhere crazy, like that, right? <laughs> no, 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 nothing, nothing so nothing so vulgarly, violently, you know, segueing from one genre to another. No, but I do make it a comfortable crossover as I go through the path. I mean, just like uh, there was one period where we were all sitting around listening to heavy psychedelic 60s tunes like Consortium, The Fun and Games, and, you know, groups like that from the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh-huh. You know, uh, John is Joplin, and, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the Amboy Duke with, uh, with yours truly, Mr. Wangle Tango Man. Uh, then also, we also would go from there. We, then we would go away and we go into, like, the flower power music for a little while. And then, you know, sometimes I would just turn a corner and just play something totally off the path. And, um, you know, like I'll just go into like the Moody Blues, you know, I'll take a couple of tracks off of Days of Futures Past, you know, almost like underground FM music. And then would follow through from there. And then, you know, I'm going to California and then I'm making a a straight run of uh, surf tunes, including Dick Dale and the Deltones and the Ravels with Church Key, uh, the... um, 
the the ventures, uh, the Marquettes, you know, their big records, and you know, just kind of. Fun. But you don't find a way to like slip in Californication by like the Chili Peppers. I think he plays the newer stuff, not as much. I do. No, I do play some of the newer stuff too. I do, you know, I do allow for some new stuff to sneak in there every now and again. You know, I kind of. Yeah, I fast- play Shown Jet. No, I'm not talking about Shown Jet. You silly goose. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I do, I do get some new things. He's got and- Bieber fever. <laughs> Bieber fever. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy! Ivan's got that Bieber fever, folks. Uh, <laughs> more uh, like beaver dog. fever than anything uh, else. Yeah, I've had, yeah, I've had the jungle fever with the beaver fever, so I got the fever for the flavor of a beaver fever flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the breath that hey, have you caught some of it? I, I mean, I don't know if this is your thing or not, but have you caught? So Miley Cyrus has been doing a lot of covers lately. Mm-hmm. And they've been pretty good. Like she was on Howard Stern this week, and she did like uh, one of a cover of like one of Courtney Loves. Right. You know. And, and... Um, yeah. Well, well from Hall. Uh, well, well, here's yeah. well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, to give it into Miley Cyrus, who's trying to, you know, recoup and regroup from a lot of really bad decisions, including, you know, especially with the flaming groovies and uh, the whole twerking debacle with, um, with old boy, uh, what was his name? Uh, the guy she did um, the twerk with on stage. Um, I don't know. He, he, she he, was he, she was dating Thor's brother. No, oh, wow. no, yeah. Well, all I know is uh, yeah, the Hemsworth, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was I. Like, so yeah, it was the guy that she twerked with. Well, yeah, she did, she's she's got yeah. an amazing voice. Yeah. Well, she's got a great voice. The only thing is, is that these choices that she's making. I mean, to kind of try to like find this new identity. It's almost like what the monkeys did with the movie Head. How they just kind of wanted to part from the goody two shoes television show and try to be more psychedelic and heavy and kind of out there, kind of like their version of uh, a hard day's night, you know, like the Beatles type of movie type of shit. Well, Miley Cyrus is just like trying to break away. And during her journey, she's just taking a few kind of crazy turns. Yeah. (laughs) But how many of those turns are because quite frankly, she just doesn't doesn't want to ever be thought of as Hannah Montana again. Well, that's exactly right. You're correct in that. You're pre- you're correct in that presumption because yeah, of that. Well, Ivan, yeah. you're you're placing it under the the pretense of just tr- trying to reinvent herself. I think it's just her just doing shit. Doing well, yeah, she, I mean, doing it, what she finds passion thing. in. Like, well, yeah, Brittany, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that you know that's the sole purpose of the decision mm-hmm. of trying to find her voice. Okay, no, but 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 the Hannah Montana thing did do a number on her. As far as like you know, almost typecasting her to a point, and then after that, she tried to follow out with a movie, and movie was eh, I don't remember it. Do you? And uh, so uh, it, it made a lot of money. It made a good amount of money because it was just it made a basically. Good of money, uh, but, yeah, it was I mean, all it was part just of a concert movie. That's all it was. Well, there was a concert movie, and then there was an actual movie movie that she made yeah, too. I don't remember oh. it, the name of it. But it was successful because it was, because it was, it was someone more wholesome. Or, or something like that, something around that and whole thing. And then she went absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, um... <clears throat> yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing. I'm, I mean, 
it's funny because you know Brittany Brittany went through. I mean, Brittany is obviously the number one who went through all that stuff. But I mean, let's really kind of put this in perspective. You well, know, it was a Disney curse, man. I mean, anybody that spent any time at Disney got fucked up some kind of way afterwards. Well, I mean, but here's the I thing. Mean, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you had Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez. You had uh, who's that one? Who's that one that that Demi had Lovato? Debbie Lovato, yeah, okay, and then of course Christina Aguilera. Yeah, okay, um, and then and, and then like and then what happened to the Jonas Brothers and all of those bands like that? Yeah, I mean uh, Disney is about as invested in their music people as most people, you know, taking out their garbage, and it's just the whole thing about that whole thing. Okay, just like you know, they're, 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 a lot of people, people made a lot of those kids made a lot of money. Yeah, and I mean, and, 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 well, I and mean seriously, people, they got. I mean seriously, with Miley, by the time she hit eighteen, I mean. Honestly, oh, she, she had the bugs. Oh, well, yeah, well, she had the bugs because her old man, you know, Billy Ray, Ray Cyrus, you know, Forget he made sh- Billy Ray, that Hannah Montana deal was, I mean. Well, it made the money. Yes, it made the money. And it put, you know, Miley Cyrus out there. It brought Billy Ray Cyrus from obscurity of Aki Breaky Heart. And, uh, you know, and, and there was a lot of rumor that went around saying that, oh, the reason why he's showing up there, he's just riding on the coattails of his daughter, with which in a way was true in some respect. But <clears throat> when you start talking about what happens with the whole Disney curses, they called it with all these young actors. And, it's, and this isn't a new thing for Disney. This has been going on in their history for a long time. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, we forgot somebody. We forgot somebody. We forgot Justin Timberlake. Well, Justin Timberlake. I think that boy did all right for himself. Yeah, well, he but he had his himself, issues but then, he, but then after a while, like a lot of them, you know, they lose their way or they start taking on projects that <clears throat> are not of their previous caliber or, you know, because they're trying to expand their horizons. But, and they you want know, to distance themselves from their Disney controllers. You know what? Exactly. If I have to distance myself living with Jessica Biel. I'm all good. <laughs> I, I mean, well, that's just me, though. I mean, if I have to distance myself where I ended up at some point in my life where my girlfriends consisted of Britney Spears, Cameron Diaz, and Jessica Biel, life's pretty damn good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay there, okay there, old great swami. <laughs> well, These I mean, terrible women. <laughs> Well, I mean, geez. No, no, I mean, but that—that's that, cool, though. I mean, I could see you, I could see you hanging out with all of them. I could. Well, no, I mean, and, and then the best is, what's the one Justin Timberlake song, that "Cry Me a River" song, where literally it's pretty much her, him calling out Britney, and like at one point in the video, there's a woman who like literally looks like from the back looks like Britney. Mm. Well, well, before Taylor Swift was making revenge songs, Justin. Uh... Timberlake. Well, yeah, there's a little bit of there's a yeah. little bit of history when they broke up that they I mean there was that one report that they ran into each other at some at some club and literally it turned into like a dance war. Uh huh. But dance to get back war. To, I mean the only reason I brought this up is the only reason I brought this. I mean, yeah, it was kind of like you know the sharks and the jets, you know that kind of thing. But um. But the only reason I brought it up is, I mean, I think it's interesting because she's really kind of finding her groove now where she's like, like she did like a Britney cover recently 
and really kind of made it her own. And I think she's really kind of finding her way again as an artist. And Oh, yeah, and, 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 and I'm not disputing that whatsoever. What Miley Cyrus is doing is is of a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and she's sounding good. She's got this look that is a lot, you know, I mean, you know what? Hollywood and presentations in general, they all have their... They all have their fucking uh, idea of, of the whole beautiful situation yeah. and what fits and what doesn't fit. And I guess I, I'm not trying to be heinous in this this con- this kind con- of in this content, but mm-hmm. yeah, she's got a look now that is actually more palatable to the masses than her previous looks were. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how much of it? I mean, but how much of the question? How much of it was presentation? How much of it was, well, we need to reinvent you to a point where people... How much of it is, how much of it is, I'm 18 now. I got millions of dollars in the bank. There are people still buying, there are still kids buying hand Montana CDs today. Okay. Okay. And and I've been under the thumb of daddy for (laughs) the last four or five years. And now I'm just going to like, Freaking go buck wild and crazy and do whatever well, the hell I want. I mean, think about it. I mean, I know how I well, was when and, I was in college. I mean, woohoo, you know? Yeah, no, and, and, I get it. And, I, and I get it. Yes, of course. You know, you're going to rebel after being constricted to a certain, you know, image for four, five, mm-hmm. six years. Hell yeah. The moment that you're going to break free, of course, you're going to do every conceivable thing to say hey fuck all that man where's where's the shit where's the stuff where's where's the action where am i going okay what are we doing okay yeah i haven't done this before let's go here oh i haven't tried that before let's try that let's go ahead and uh blatantly put it in the people's faces that yeah this is not your hannah montana miley cyrus anymore well well, the point making is that miley cyrus is growing as an artist now yeah as an artist now which i agree it's and not just doing good. it for shock value. Right. But here's maybe, the other crazy maybe part. A when a small you stop portion and think... of it is, but. Oh, still. sorry, Mike. It might be a yeah. small portion of it, maybe, but she's still, you know, she's still got loads of talent and she's out there doing cool stuff. Yeah. Well, but, she's, um... she's, worth looking, she's, she's worth looking out for again. Yeah. In, in many respects, which, you know, well, maybe. Here's the crazy part. Her, but, you know, okay, here's the crazy part. Tell me at any point in time, would you have ever imagined that Miley Cyrus would Miley Cyrus would be on Howard Stern? Oh yeah, never. Well, yeah, I would. Once, once. Well, maybe if if you asked me when she was Hannah Montana, I'd probably say no. But when she even like four when, or five years ago, when, when Wrecking we, Ball, I mean, as soon as Wrecking Ball came out, or even before that. Oh, that was a big. That was a big. That was a major item. Wrecking Ball. Okay, from the uh, to the re-airbrushed covers to the to the controversy that I created. I mean, the likes of which I guess I could equate it to Madonna when she came out with Wrecking yeah. Ball. Yeah, yeah, that was, a, that was a big deal. I mean, I, I mean, oh no, uh, the uh, the people the, still the, make fun of still people parry that still today. Oh, of course they you still parry that. Why? Because it's rec- it's instantaneously recognizable. She mm-hmm. did that. And it'll always go back to, oh, yeah, Miley Cyrus. She did that first. <laughs> was it Madonna who and was? Britney who kissed on stage? Yes. Yeah. Yes, well, Madonna. and Christina Aguilera. Hmm. And Christina Aguilera. Right, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, always forgotten that, it's always forgotten that, that Madonna then went and kissed Christina Aguilera. 
The only difference is it's like Christina Aguilera, it's like a peck on the mouth. Whereas with Britney, it's like, okay, they're Britney, practically like, tongue went fucking in. each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she went in. She went in for the kill on that. So okay, it was we, funny. I'm she had the beaver fever. I'm working at Sporting News Radio that night, and I'm, and I'm watching it, and like all the guys in like the control rooms are watching it, in the other in like any other control rooms, um, and I'm in the back and I'm watching it, and we're all seeing this at the exact same moment, and <laughs> it was funny because like one of the hosts is like watching it, and he's like. Oh my! He's like, holy crap! The Donna's like tugging Britney, and I was like dying. Um, like, there was a period of time <laughs> where like every screensaver in the whole, like for like a couple of weeks, the the screensaver on every male computer shot. in the entire was that shot. It was, was like, that shot? Absolutely. I okay. mean, today well, today the- it would be an HR nightmare, but back then. Back then, that was that was how things were done. I mean, I okay. like. And let me tell you something. I have to give it to Madonna to be the type of artist who just, you know, what it didn't, you know, she just basically didn't give a shit. Uh, this is the this is my voice. This is my visual. This is what I want people to see. This is what this is who I am. Okay, I'm not gonna hide behind no bullshit. Here it is. Yeah, I'm gonna kiss. Yeah, she I'm gonna paved kiss the way the for a lot of the female artists. You know what's funny? She put herself out there, and she opened up a lot of fucking doors, you know, for for the new for the new uh, female artist of the 1980s, you know. Whereas, you know, that situation was still under the thumb in like the 70s, and you know, and even in the 60s. But man, the 80s, I believe, were the breakout situation for the girls. I mean, look at all the girl groups that came out in the 80s. You know, the Go Go's. uh, You know, and and, you still had a lot of those. I think there was one group called the Pussycat Dolls. And there was well, there was, there was well, that's like, the but that's you know, the two thousands. That's in the two thousands. Yeah, mean, but that's there's still a yeah. lot of problems with the label execs and women back in the day. Well, I, well, I mean, it, they had their fair share of situations that were paved by ways of money, you know, and a but lot the of pussycat dolls. So let's let's just let's back that up. Okay, a second, let's focus on that. All right. I don't no. know if Mike's aware of this or not. So the pussycat dolls is based on um, a burlesque show, and I can't remember if it was in Vegas or Hollywood where they were doing I a think burlesque it, I think it show. Was, I, think, I think it was Vegas. I think it was Vegas. And what would happen Vegas. is they were doing like a really popular burlesque show called the Pussycat Doll Show uh, and the right. Pussycat Doll Club. And it was funny because every so often they'd have a big-time celebrity come in to like be... Um, where they would like front it, and they would do stuff like the songs and all that stuff. The 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 Pussycat Dolls group was a spinoff from that, right? Um, but in fairness from to my point, yes, they were kind of thrown together a little bit. But initially, it was supposed to be it, it. It the the plan was to spin it off from that and that's where that came from yeah um, but the one of the singers from the group later came out and said that that group was just pretty much a prostitution ring for the label i mean they were abused okay. pretty yeah badly the, by, the, well, by the label well yeah well there was a big there was a big uh there was a big court battle about that whole thing i mean there, yeah. there was lawsuits because a, a lot of big money 
And the fact of the matter being that there was a lot of uh, speculation as who was getting what when they spun the group off from yeah. the uh, from the venue, and and then they didn't they they weren't banking on it becoming a, a, a you know a viable you know absolute an absolute viable product you know like oh my gosh we could we could market this we could make records of this we well could yeah and I don't think they expected that album to go platinum no they didn't they didn't expect that at all that just totally came out of left field they're like what the fuck man well in fairness it was good. Right. I mean, it was great for the clubs. I mean, it was per. It was exactly what people were looking for to play in the clubs at that time, mm. and it was exactly. good workout music. I mean, it was like right when the Me Too movement started. So there were rumors that the Pussycat Dolls were going to get back together, and uh, this is when the one singer came out and right away said, "Shut it!" He shut it down right away, saying, "No, no, no, we're not getting back." <laughs> well, so, what's her name? Well, what's her name? Okay. What's her name? Busy being a judge on the Mass Singer. I don't think she's going anywhere because you make it a lot, you know. Well, but and it's funny because she started on a different. Didn't Ivan? Didn't she start? Didn't Nicole Scherzer start on with a different girl group that was some sort of reality show? I want to say it was like a WB reality show. I want to say it was like pop something called Pop Stars or something. Why does that sound familiar? Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. Wasn't wasn't there a short lived series called Pop Stars that was, was out right, before? Right. And was this was... after Star Search and before American Idol? Yes. I, I oh yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This was yeah. during like the time frame when like making the band was a thing. Right. You know And everybody hope... was doing like those kinds of shows. That was well, when yeah, O Town, yeah. right? Remember, remember, Is that where O Town came I mean, from? Yeah, O Town was making the band. Yeah. And they talked about getting back together, and it didn't happen. You know, I mean, and, and that was that. Everybody rushed to that whole thing, including you know the pop singers. And yeah, she was part of that. You're right. Did you ever see when when they let Puffy take over making the band on MTV? <laughs> P Diddy. Did you ever see this? No, I. I, I oh have, my I god! Have, oh my god! How bad? How bad? Good is it? I mean, there's one time where literally he makes them walk, I can't remember, to what borough to get him cheesecake and come back. Not drive, walk. Oh, that's fucked up, man. Wow. I mean, like, there was a lot of stuff like that. And and they show it. They showed it on MTV. So the, okay. I mean, I'm like, diet. I'm like, man, I'm like, there's better (laughs) ways. (laughs) <laughs> to break into the I, and at the time, in fairness, it was when you know Puff Puff that when Puff was at the biggest of his career, you know Bad Boys a Bad Boy was far larger and far more important than they are now, um, right? You know, but um, yeah, yeah. I think there was a girl Amazing. group that he put together that was short lived that did okay for a little bit and then it died out too. Um, well, you know, I, but but that was like a trend that was going along. I mean, there was there was uh, the Cheetah Girls for Disney for a while. Then right, there was, right. And there was uh, a yeah. was, was another. There was another one that floated around too. Well, all uh, that's based on the fact that, like, you know, really reality. When you stop and think about it, you know, the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, and even like Ninety Eight Degrees, in some level, were all kind of. I mean, some of them knew each other. 
but for the most part, they were all kind of thrown together. Well, that was because, well, see, but but see, the thing is, with those types of groups, they basically followed the monkeys' formula, okay, for right, just well. uh, you know, yeah, for auditions, and they just got them together. Right. They worked for a, they, 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 they followed they the for, new kids on the block or the Menudo strategy. Right, yeah. exactly. So with this that one will be the edgy one. This one will be the clean cut one. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, Mike. So that's what it was. It, it wasn't about the, the whole thing about the music. It was the imaging. It was the the presentation, the package. Right. If the song, if they sang, that was the nice bonus. selling posters and magazines, pretty much. And you know, yeah, right. merchandising. Yeah, we're gonna make a whole row of these dolls, and we're gonna go ahead and make pills with their pictures on them, and you know, in all matter of infamera. But you know, that's that, in fairness, that's, I would have bought. I would have bought the and seek marionettes from bye 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 just to say that, I no but those that but see but that's clever though which you have to kind of give it to the guys in some of those bands they did come up with some neat ideas mm-hmm. okay and the whole bye 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 thing i you know was right up there for, for with peter gabriel and uh some of the other more archy things like uh you know dire straits you know money for nothing that type of thing that type of imaging mm-hmm. You know, so it's something that you talk about and people, they they know it right away. So, you know, again, it goes back to the people making indelible um, uh, images, you know, on people's minds, you know, Madonna and everything to such. So, yeah, uh, yeah, those those bands, you know, you know, they were they were auditioned, they were primed, they were preened, they were. You know whatever it is that they needed. If uh, one of them wasn't strong on a on a vocal, they fixed it in post and everything, and they made it all mm-hmm. nice. You know they packaged it up. You know again, like it says, auto tune. The... Well, yeah, auto tune. Okay, <laughs> you know it was just like the monkeys. They said it in one of their songs. Hey, hey, we are the monkeys. For those who do agree that we are just a manufactured, manufactured quality. The money's in. We're made of tin. We're here to give you more. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, as a kid, I loved the monkeys. I mean, oh, I love the monkeys. The monkeys are fucking cool, man. Uh, Although you know, and and you notice that a lot of that is coming back in the fashions and in the attitudes towards certain uh, presentations on television. They're kind of patterning themselves after this era, you know. And it's it's just really very cool how a lot of it just kind of you know you know you remember it. Just like that, you know, the monkey. By the way, are you watching The Masked Singer at all? Nope. Um, no, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not saying it because I think you'd enjoy it, Ivan. I think you really would. Okay, well, fine. I'll, I'll go I ahead. think you'd really enjoy it. And the reason why, because my that? first reaction was kind of like yours. It's like, ah, oh, there's another reality show. But I got news for you. I'm sitting there all the time, and I'm like, I don't know who this is. And I'm literally like half the time, I'm like, I don't got a clue. And it's like you're sitting there the whole time. You're like, okay, can I figure out who this is? And then they give you clues and stuff. Sometimes in the end, it's like, okay, I think I might have figured out who this is. Oh, and okay. it's funny because the judges sometimes don't. And I will admit that Ken Jeong is is pretty hysterical in that show. <laughs> okay, um, fair enough. But um, it, the judges at this point are, um, just so you know, it's Robin Thicke. It's Ken Jeong. It's, uh, it's Jenny McCarthy. And it's Nicole Scherzinger. Isn't Robin Thicke, isn't he the one who uh, twerked with uh, 
My yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. where it was. Getting back to that, yeah. What season is the mess? What season mess singer on? They're on like season four, really, or three. Uh, matter of fact, the finals are well. Actually, the finals will be over when this episode drop. By before this episode drops, okay. um, but um, and it's funny because I guess now they're doing a, they're going to do a mass dancer one too. But I, we'll see where that goes. But yeah, um, I, I, I think I think I'll take your suggestion, uh, Jeff. Yeah, but it is fun. I mean, like they've had. Yeah, that- what where, where, where can you find it? Please tell me. And it's on rock. Fox. It's on regular Fox. It's on regular like, TV. It's on regular Fox. Oh, fucking um, 32. WFLD, 32. Chicago. Yeah. Channel well, 32. Yeah, with Chicago, yeah. 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 But, like, they have... Ivan, they've had some really surprising people. I mean, they had, like... Um, like, they have had, they've had, like... I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Who was the person they had a couple weeks ago where you would have been like, wow. Um, okay. I, I don't want to say it was like somewhere around the line, and I know I'm going to get this wrong, but I almost want to say it was like somebody like a Burke Bacharach or somebody on that kind of like back in the day kind of guy. Wow. Um, like they've had, they've had like. Um, they, they've, they've had they've, some real, they have some real pedigree in the place. Okay. Right. Like, like this past week, I can say it because it already happened. Like they had Taylor Dane. What? Oh my yes. God! I haven't heard shit. I haven't heard like, Taylor had, Dane in ages, name, man. Name, name. Wasn't a, he married name to a, Jessica Simpson? No, no. Taylor, this is Taylor Dane. This is a girl. There's a woman. Taylor Dane. Wait a minute. Taylor Dane. Who am I thinking of? You're thinking about Nick Lachey. Taylor Dane. Well, it sounds the same. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Taylor no, Dane, not. Nick Lachey. That would, be, that would be something. Taylor Dane and Jessica Simpson together. Taylor Ooh, Dane and that. Nick Lachey. They sound the you same. You think that would be hot as the Madonna kiss? Tell me it would be. Oh, my God. But, oh, my um, God. That would be obscene. I would name, off, name off some, like, 70s and 80s, like, like black female artists, because, like, a lot of them have been on the show. Well, okay. Uh, Sarah Dash. Uh, no, 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 no. More popular. More popular? Okay. Uh, Brenda K. Starr? No, no, more popular than that. Uh, Little Kim? No, not Little Kim. You're going the wrong direction. Like, think like Anita Baker. Like, that kind of... Oh, okay, okay. Anita Baker now. Then we're talking like uh, like the Pointer Sisters, like um, <clears throat> like Diana, like Diana Ross, like uh, no, Diana Ross has not been on yet, but uh, yeah. Oh, uh, but I get I get what you know, Selma, Miss Selma Houston, or um, or uh, well, we, you know, let me see. Oh, I could go look at I could go look up some names of previous people, but like, oh, and then, they ha- then they'll have they'll have some crazy ones like. I have some people who are like athletes and stuff, or people you don't expect to sing. Like they had Gronk. Really, Gronkowski. They had yeah, Gronk. From the, from the... They had Gronkowski for for <laughs> for for it, or they had uh, Wendy Williams. Wendy uh, Williams. Wow. They had um, they had Clint Black and his wife. What's her name? Uh, Hartman. Lisa Hartman. <clears throat> wow. Great. Like I said, no. That, like I said, I I wouldn't tell you, I wouldn't be saying it to you if you if it wouldn't be something like Donny Osmond's been on it. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sold. I'm sold. I'll go see like it. Like I said, I... no. They pull some people, and okay. and it's funny because they'll pull some people that you're like, 
okay, like <coughs> they'll have like they had like Olympic athletes. Right. They'll have they'll they'll pull a lot of different people. I think you'd really enjoy it, especially right. how how different. often do the judges guess the the masked singer correctly? Well, it's funny they made some tweaks this year, which is they now have something where they 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 basically had their first they. They made them do like a first, like a first listen guess, and then they bring them out. They bring them out like when it's time for to unmask the person, and if they stick with that with that name, um, they get credit towards what they're calling now the Golden Ear Trophy. Um, and there have been, I think, there have been a few people who've gotten people from straight up right off the bat. Um, oh. Like, it was funny, because, like, when the panel was asked, like, like, when the panel was asked about the one for Taylor Dane, like, three... Now, they had, like, Craig Robinson on as a guest host, as a guest judge, but, like, three out of the five of them were like, oh, yeah, that's Taylor Dane. Um, But sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they're really stumped. Like, there was one time... Actually, you guys will get a kick... Ivan will get a really kick out of this. There's one time they they totally got stumped. It was Sarah Palin. What? (laughs) Wow. Um, Or like there was like the one after the Super Bowl. I think the one after the Super Bowl this past year, the first night, the first person to get knocked out last last after the Super Bowl this past year, Little Wayne. Uh Little Wayne. Wow. So they they pull from a lot of directions. Okay. Okay. Um, well, like I said, man, you you you. Uh, what would they say? Uh, you have you have made uh, sufficient evidence to sustain the claim of a really really good show. So I'm gonna go ahead. I and, will admit that the other show that's after it usually. I will admit I don't know why I've been watching this show, but it's Ken Jung is doing a show called. I can. I don't know if Mike's heard about this called. I can see your voice. <laughs> I can see your. No, voice. I'm not familiar. So no, no. the the premise is you don't really get to – you can't really figure out if they're good or bad singers, and you have to pick if you think they're a good or bad singer. <laughs> oh, wow. And they have like a panel of people – they have like a panel of judges, and they have like like a bunch of celebrity judges. And in the it's end, like at, the, at, the, at the end, they'll have people like – where they'll have like a guest singer that day come in. And they'll like sing with the person and we'll find out if they're good or bad. Like this past episode, the singer was singing with Rick Springfield. <laughs> and, and, and I can't remember if they were good or bad. I think they were, I think they wow. were bad. And oh it was hysterical. So it's and, a really bad singer singing with Rick Springfield. Uh, a temperament. I mean, he's, he's like had a bit of a temper, that guy. Oh, no. He was having fun with it because he, he, he was one of the celebrity judges. Like helping oh, them pick, helping them oh, pick who is good and bad. So it was oh, funny because, like, there were a couple times he's like, "I'm positive that's a bad, that's a good sing, that's a bad singer," and then he was uh-huh. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like some of these shows that Fox are doing, like these like music ones that are like these game show music ones, have been like okay. great. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to take them in, man. I'm just gonna have to. Yeah. And, 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 what's funny? I think you know, and we we. Uh, a lot of people thought that after American Idol ended, that this is going to be mm-hmm. the end of the the musical talent uh, reality show. 
No, not by nah. a lot. And it turns out they were wrong. I mean, nah, the voice, the, the voice I mean, was still voice, going strong. Right, the voice is still... Voice is still solid. But, the, but American Idol, Idol was considered the, the giant, the... That was that was the, the, uh, the apex album. And now, like, later seasons, you can't name me who won what season towards the end. Well, it's so. funny because in some ways, now the voice is more popular than American Idol, even though it's back. Um, and part of it is, as I hate to say it, what's made the voice more interesting is, you know... I hate to say it this way, but with the voice, it's all based on, look, that whole concept of they're sitting on those chairs and they can't see anybody. And, oh, come on, you got to turn for this person, this and all that kind of stuff. And then they're fighting over who's going to be on their team. And they sit there and they do all that stuff where they're fighting amongst each other. I mean, that's that's good TV. I mean, that's just right. good TV. Yeah. And, and they, and they pick the right paid. people. Right, who know, to you know go ahead. they know who they get to the excitability factor, and you know it's all about you know ear you ear and eye candy, you know. But it still makes for good television because there's just a whole lot more going on. Right. Well, it's and they've got they picked <clears throat> the right people to be the to be the to be like the coaches. Be the coaches. Right, the coaches. Like I'll but, tell you right now, Blake Shelton's career has never been bigger than ever since he's been on The Voice. Oh yes, that's true. Uh, and, and and you find that uh, the you know the, the the premise of the whole thing with the voice and getting the different coaches and you know mm-hmm. it, you kind of get the impression that the coaches are actually invested. Yep. In this thing, okay, like this isn't just some bullshit. Oh, I'm just gonna sit and make my money and get the fuck out of here and let somebody else take mm-hmm. care of the kids, whatever. No, these people seem like they're really invested. The people that go on it are invested. Remember when Pearl was on there, you know, mm-hmm. and how much he did, you know, and it just, it, you know, there was a Pharrell. bunch of Pharrell. That's a fair. Did I say Pharrell? My, I beg your pardon. <laughs> yeah, so it's okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> so that they've being got said, um. This season, I think right now it's um, actually this is the most amusing of. See, and, and then they do they do amusing things like, okay, we'll put Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton on in the same season as coaches, <laughs> and they're engaged to be married. Right. So it's so, like it's like you're really gonna, you know, how's that gonna go over? And then I it's mean, like, well, so you know, now, now, now they're going to turn into do a Peyton place, and then you know what? Then then that's going to. Well, change. no, it's funny because it's like they'll fight over singers. You know, <laughs> they'll fight over people they want on their team. Gwen doesn't want. Yeah, let's just hope they don't win. Get that fight home. <laughs> right, but it's funny because it's like, I think this season it's like Gwen Stefani, Blake Shelton, uh, John Legend, and my and ironically Miley Cyrus. Yeah, and there you go. Miley's on there, you know, yeah. and and it's, yeah. it's funny because the chemistry works. You know, you get the right people, and yeah, and and it works. And you know, when you it, when and and again, it just also I think because these people are vested in what they're doing. This is their this is their brand going out there. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they put it. They're, they're, you know, this person is entrusting their their career to a person that they're hoping that is going to be invested enough to want at least get a direction or get her up into up and running into something or, you know, him or her, but you know, yeah, that situation, you know, and then, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a huge, oh, I'm sorry. It's not Miley. It's not Miley. It's Kelly Clarkson. My bad. Yeah. No, no, no. Had... It's Kelly Clarkson. 
But Miley was on for like one or two seasons. Yeah, Miley has been on it, but that, yeah. that's not. Oh, not no, I, I know. I remember it's her. Clarkson. Being, no, I remember her being on it. I mean, you know, I ca- I don't catch it a lot, but I do catch it when I do, and uh, it, it's just one of those things. But yeah, I'm definitely interested, you know, in the other show too, which I'm. Yeah, no, no. Like I said, I, but you're right, Mike, because it's like people kind of thought when like American Idol was done, like when American Idol kind of wore, wore wore down. That it was like that's it. We're not going to see a lot of these, yeah. and it's like, no, people like music. Yeah, exactly. And, and then they brought it back on ABC, and it just wasn't yeah. just the same. I think yeah. it still are. I think it's still going. I think it's still on ABC I, even this year. Right. I think a- it's still. I don't think it's dead. I think it's still going. Yeah, and I, um, I, you know, I wish they would bring back like, uh, like name that tune. I, I would love a. They are. That. They are where? Yeah, where? they are. Actually, it's going to start. God, I can't remember. Fox is on GSN? No, Fox is doing it. Okay. Fox is Holy doing shit. that too. No, uh, I'm not kidding. That literally, you're like walking right into it. I mean, yes, I've seen all kinds of ads for Name That Too. It's going to be on Fox. How do you like this shit? Okay, okay, I'm missing out on. And I can't here. remember. I can't remember who the host is. But well, yeah, I, well, you know that's what the internet's for. We'll find it out. Yeah, I can't oh, remember off the top cool. of my head. But yeah, no, literally, they are doing a brand new Name That Tune. Oh, that's so cool. That is so fucking cool. I used to love that show when I was a kid, man. It's and, funny. Uh, that's the other thing I'm noticing is, is, and I wonder how much the pandemic, now, in fairness, ABC kind of started this trend, and then it's kind of gone on with the pandemic now a little bit, too, which is they're really dipping back into the old this. game show concept and just freshening all these things up, like, Look at what ABC's done with like, um, like pressure luck, card sharks, you know, yeah, celebrity they're all, they're family. All, they're, all that, they're all feeding into that 1970s nostalgia. Yeah, um, this yeah. article's from Variety from a month ago. It's a name that tune reboot ordered at Fox with Jane Krakowski as a host and Randy Jackson as, as the band leader. Oh okay. shit! How cool is that? Oh man, I'm so, I'm gonna be so on top of that mother. Oh, It'll man, premiere guys, January sixth. Right. Awesome, man. I, man, you guys gave me some some really great viewing, man. Okay. And uh, the music part is all this is not on. See, this is what I laugh about. For all the talk about streaming, there's actually some TV. good stuff on regular TV. Yeah, just free gotta, TV. Just gotta tweak it, but you get it. <laughs> well, the best part is like. I would bet money, and I could be wrong. I would be. I almost would be willing to bet money. I bet Soraya watches The Masked Singer. I'm sure she does. And that's what it's turned into. We're like literally, and Mike's seen it before. What am I saying? You've probably seen it before. We're like, I'll say I'm watching The Masked Singer. And like people will pop on my Facebook and be like, yeah, I don't think that's who it is. I think it's this person. And I'm like, okay, there's a lot of people watching this. We're right. like guessing all this stuff, but yeah. Oh, by the way, we should get to this. So, Mike, how how was your week? Well, thank you for asking, <laughs> Jeff. Sorry. Hour ten minutes into the show. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I really didn't mean for this to turn into that. It was just a random. Hey, have you seen like, Miley who's doing covers? So the next thing you know, we get into a good conversation. It's mm-hmm. like, well, but that's what it's about. We evoking those thoughts in our in our listeners. They'd be like, "Damn, man, they really put their fair share into it." Yeah, we we, we enjoy what we do, folks. So yeah. you know, yeah. 
So, so that being said, yes, Mike, what happened with you? This I watched um, the holiday movies that made us. Uh, same guys that made the toys that made us on Netflix. Okay. They have a Netflix series. They covered Elf and The Nightmare Before Christmas. And the Elf one, now, truth be told, Elf is not like my favorite Christmas movie, but I appreciate Will, uh, almost, yeah, Will Ferrell. But there's some good trivia out of it, and I think that's pretty much what it's good for. I mean, um, the history of the show and um, where the where the movie's origin came from. Like initially, like Chris Farley was going to be the lead in the '90s, but uh, but that that didn't work out because, well, I think the the guy who who wrote those the story didn't care for uh, this. He wanted a father son story. But and this one was kind of more slapstick. I know. I know. Chris Farley has done had done some dramatic stuff. Maybe not like like Jim Carrey level dramatic stuff. But I mean, it was still based in slapstick. And but and then Will Ferrell didn't have the um, what you call it the 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 studio backing of being a lead. Um, mm. And I forget that Elf was directed by John Favreau. Uh, yeah, I might not have remembered that at all. No. Yeah. And he had like I think he he had one line in it. I think it was before he'd done anything really. It was like it was only like the second film he directed. Um, but it was and then of course a little bit of tension between James Caan and Will Ferrell. So he didn't like Will Ferrell was more touchy feely and James Caan is like more old school, you know. And like there's one scene where he wanted to, like like there's a scene in Elf where James kind of tells him to get out like it's toward the end or something. It was the the uh-huh. breakdown with uh, with uh, Peter Dinklage. And he tells Buddy to get out, and he got a uh, he Favreau uh, kind of told like you know off camera, kind of whispered to him, you know that you're Sonny Corleone. Now tell him to get the fuck out or something like that. And now, then he yelled action, and uh, he got that passion out of that scene because there was some times where uh, James Caan and Will Ferrell were like, yeah, he, he irritated him. I think was the best uh, way to put it. But it was not uh-huh. interesting as the Nightmare Before Christmas. That was an interesting viewing just to, to know the history of that because uh-huh. Tim Burton, as we all know, worked at Disney, but he didn't really fit in. But right. he pitched Nightmare Before Christmas to Disney, and they said no, but they shelved it, and it then became theirs. And uh-huh. so then he went and did Batman, and now he's like the most famous director in the world. And now yep. Tim Burton's like, I want to do this Nightmare Before Christmas. And Disney's like, um, okay, we'll help you yeah. do it. So it's an interesting story. I don't want to get into all the details, but it's interesting that uh, Danny Elfman uh, was the singing voice of Jack Skellington. I didn't and, know that Elfman, you mean You mean the uh, Danny Elfman, the, the guy that does the orchestration? Does all the music. Like, yeah, that's and that's like one thing too music. is that Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure is the reason why Tim Burton and Danny Elfman do so much work together. He introduced those two, uh, and Danny Elfman was the lead singer for Oingo Boingo. Was he really? Yeah. I'll be damn Oingo Boingo. I used to love Oingo Boingo. But if you can, if you got a Netflix, is account, it Oingo Boingo in in back in Back to School? I think so. I think Maybe. so. Isn't that the yeah. band? Isn't that the band that... I think um, that's the band, yeah. Oingo Boingo. Yeah. With the Party in the Dorm song, right? That they do? Right. Yeah. That they Maybe. Think. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah the, it's interesting. A lot of interesting little stuff about the history of The Nightmare Before Christmas is in oh, that. I don't want to get into all of it. 
what, which ones else? What other ones did they do? I mean, I know they've done some older ones in the past where they had like Die Hard. And yeah, they did ones. Die so Hard. It sounds like they've done, they've done some newer ones too. Yeah, though. Ghostbusters. They did. Uh, I know the movies have made us. They did mm-hmm. one for uh, Dirty Dancing. That was interesting too. Right. I, I found I that surprisingly s- interesting. Just like how like the toys that made us, the Barbie one was pretty interesting too. It was like mm-hmm. those women were cutthroat at uh, Mattel. Any other girl's doll line would come up. Them, they'd be like, they'd take those bitches down. Um, <laughs> it's true, truth. Um, so yeah, the movies that made us that was good on Netflix. I uh, watched. So which ones did they do? They did Elf and they did Nightmare Before that's, Christmas. I think that's that the only, only got. Two? That's all they got now. I think. Okay. But I think that's the only two they're doing for holiday movies. They got other mm. ones in down the pike. I think for like Alien or Aliens and uh, Back to the Future. Other ones they mm. got lined up, but I think that's the only two they're doing for the holiday movies. I'm surprised they didn't do like Home Alone. They did a, I think yeah, they did the story for Home Alone for the movies that made us. Do they really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is one of the other ones. I didn't have watch they, that one. Have actually. they done like have they done like sixteen candles or like no. uh, I don't think so. Uh, let me see. But I can't remember. But that's the two I watched. Uh uh I obviously watched uh chapter fourteen of Mandalorian. Okay. It's getting harder. It's getting harder now, especially like when I have. St- I like the Star Wars page, and the first thing yeah. I see this morning is, is a picture of like Boba Fett, and yep. I'm like, God, fucking damn it. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, translate to those of us who don't know quite that much. Boba about Fett it. was the guy who captured Han Solo in Empire Strikes Back. Okay. He's the dude with the gray beat up that... armor. Right. Um, the guy he's the bounty hunter. The... Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's the guy who gets knocked into the pit of despair and doom in, in <laughs> the Return of, of the Jedi. Speaking of the pit of despair, but one quick thing before we move on to Mandalorian. Or the Sarlacc, yeah. The Sarlacc pit. Is that the the also because um Danny Elfman's acting wasn't very good, so Tim Burton mm. had to get another actor to do the speaking voice for Jack Skellington. So they got the guy who played Prince Humperdinck in wow. Prince of Pride. He was the speaking voice for Jack. Wow. Unfucking so I did not know that. Wow. That was cool. That is that is amazing. I would probably they... might remember might remember Boa Fett from the from the part well wait, stop. How does Ivan know what how do you not know who Boba Fett is? <laughs> I heard of Bobo Fett through conversation. Boba. Not, no, Bobo. Bo, no, 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 no. Bobo Fett. Okay, sorry, Bobo Fett. Oh, boy. We just got our episode he's title. Fucking, he's not a fucking chimp. <laughs> Now I need to find a chimp with a Boba Fett. I'm so sorry. <laughs> now I need to find a chimp with a Boba Fett outfit. Like, for, <laughs> and get that for, like, I like a stump chimp with a Boba Fett outfit for, like, Ivan. Yeah. This, the, <laughs> yeah. Zero well, fucks given by the Star Wars Facebook page by Monday if you haven't watched Mando by then. So. Yeah, seriously. Zero fucks? It, yeah, because they spot like, spoilers. Yeah, seriously, like and everywhere. So, and speaking of spoilers, those 28,000 people who uh, got the HasLab uh, Razor Crest for $300, mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. I feel sorry for those people. Oh, shit. Oh, no. What happened? Well, spoilers. Sorry, Jeff. Okay. They blew up the Mandalorian ship. What? They blew up the Winnebago? They blew up the Winnebago with wings. I don't know where I saw that, where someone compared it to the space. The, the Winnebago the with space. wings from Spaceballs. Yeah, from Spaceballs. It's like, Spaceballs. You know what? They're not wrong. <laughs> I still, yeah. that is, you know what's funny? The Boba Fett, that Boba Fett scene where he dies is still one of the funniest scenes in all the Star Wars trilogy. Boba Fett? Where's Boba Fett? And he had, and when, when you find his, when he finds the jetpack, the jetpack has the dent that Han Solo put in it uh, when he hit him oh, in the back. Oh, that's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Well, a couple of weeks. I'll, I'll see it in a couple of weeks. I'm not. Uh... Well, there's only two episodes left, so might as well get right. your Disney Plus account now. Drop your seven dollars and well, like enjoy. I said, I'm waiting for. I might as well wait till Soul comes out, and then I'll just because I uh, I saw an article I posted Soul? on the Squares page from Forbes about how this one guy on the one guy wrote an article in Forbes saying that these last two episodes of The Mandalorian are better than the last five Star Wars films, and I beg to disagree, but beg to differ. <laughs> well, I haven't seen them yet, but I have. This does does not sound. No, no, I mean, well, I mean, I liked uh, The Force Awakens, and I loved Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And but Solo was... Oh, so, I didn't hate Solo. No. But you're not passionate towards this, are you? But, no, yeah, yeah, it's a good... I, I think that's just... I mean, is it good I, or is it great? Come on, sell me. Oh, it's great. It's great. It's just... I understand where Mike's coming from, which is okay. Somebody wanted a whole lot of clicks and people. Yeah, like, and shit. and he he did. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, congratulations. He yeah. he succeeded wildly. Yes. Um, Clickbait. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, that was this. It's good. It's good television. Mm-hmm. All right, and cool. it's good Star Wars. Cool. So, all right, I'm sold. So Mando I'm and sold. had another had a game night. We might do one more before the end of the year. We'll yeah, see. I saw you were doing. Yeah, um, I saw what, that picture, man. Those are great. What pictures. were you playing? Uh, Age of Mythology. It's okay. Oh, is that, is... isn't that a long game? Uh, it was about we about two hours. Oh, okay. is it two two and a I half? I think, think we that were. was a lot longer than that. Like that was like one of those things you could play like eight hours. Yeah, yeah you could, especially thing. if you got like five, four or five people. We just okay. three of us. So, hey, Mike, can you give us a synopsis of it? Okay. Yes, I can, Ivan. Thank you. Thank you, Please. Bobo Fett. You're welcome. Oh man, that's not good. I think we found the name of the episode. Yes, we yes we have. We so have found the name. And Wait. it was funny. There were a couple in the running, but Bobo Fett is gonna be the winner. Uh, we need someone to like drop Bo- Bobo purpose. Fett looking like a chip. I swear to God. Bless the fool. That's okay. It's just funny. It's like. We have this great conversation if... there. We get to the part. We get to the part where we're supposed to be able to talk about nerd shit, and Ivan's like, "Who's Bobo Fett?" Oh, <laughs> is, that is the sound of all five listeners turning off our podcast. What if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot of bananas to me. Oh, wow. Hello. <laughs> wow. So anyway, Age of Mythology is just a strategy game about. Uh, 
building your like your your army, building your empire, and uh, taking going into battle against like either the Norse or the Greeks or the Egyptians. Ooh, and okay. it was interesting. It was just fun. It had a learning curve to it, but we we caught on. But it was yeah, it was interesting. Uh, I was I'm usually not for these long term strategy games. I've been meaning to maybe hopefully in a one of these years, hopefully we can uh, get together and play Star Trek Ascension because I, oh, I bought the game a couple of years ago, but it, it takes a long ass time to play. Like, well, like I, I, I I'd like to be part of that. All right, well, get your ass out here and and plop your ass down for four hours. What are you I talking about? It. Put them on Zoom and let them play. I don't know. If it's, you can't play it on Zoom because it is Why a not? board game. It was like, okay, move this piece over to that space, and then move this piece. All right, yeah, don't look. And don't, I, I can't. You, you need to show me my cards. Like, right, right. Uh, I think it's lost the translation, though. That's yeah, an in-person. It's a lot of board. This is kind of kind of board game. It's not doesn't translate well to video chats. But no, yeah, it was, uh, but it was I'd good. Be, I'd be interested to play a good game, though. I mean, it's. I, I mean, I love board games, and I love. Well, I love to game, you know, and I like to learn new games. So it's like that. This, that sounds very exciting. Yeah, and, this, and for once we played. There's a, a part of me where game. I'm. A, there's a part of me where I'm tempted to to, to introduce Ivan to my star to my Star Wars RPG campaign that we play once a month. Yeah, Ivan can play Boba Fett. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be. Oh my god. <laughs> You really could. I, I, I could. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd have to find a race where you could play a monkey. I'd have to and, figure out. And all the other players would be correcting him the whole time. It's Boo <laughs> No, my name's Bobo. Especially if he was, like, wearing a... <laughs> Boo-Boo's hat. Oh, my God. That might have to be... A... Yeah, man, I'm Bobo. You know, it's really funny. I might have to use that for hey, one man. of my characters. One of my characters needs to go undercover. I might have to use Bobo Fett. Hey, man. I might have to use Bobo Fett. I'm Bobo Fett. That's absolutely... That is a great cover name. I might need that. I mean... So so one of my characters is undercover with Jabba the Hutt at the moment. Well, you know what? You might need some Bobo Fett. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, the funny part is, is the real Bobo Fat. I mean, Boba Fat. Anyway, oh, I know. It's, now I know it's Boba Fat, uh, but Bobo Fat. I don't know. I, I guess it's, I don't know what else. There think. is a part of me though, I, Mike, where I I'm tempted to unleash Ivan on my on on, on our ongoing campaign that's only been around for twenty plus years. Two words. Do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know that I want to hear the consequences of when I do it later for people. <laughs> when people go, so you invited that guy? Yeah, I did. He knows nothing about that. I know. But is he fun? When do I set my phaser to Sometime. kill? <laughs> I want to buy a Dalek. <laughs> when do I get to fly a Colonial Viper? Yeah. <laughs> I want to buy a Dr. Theopolis. <laughs> you killing me, Smalls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. When do we fight the Klingons? Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, there's a part of me now. now I, I, this. Oh, I swear to God, there's a part of me now I want to do it just to watch Ivan say shit like that. 
and record it on purpose to be like <laughs> people listen to be like what the f- who the hell is this guy <laughs> and be like do you sit there and be like where I would be like alright let's fight the Klingons what <laughs> oh my god literally we have I would be like let's figure let so what are we investigating? The Borg cube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. I would have your character sit there and say, "Make it so fifteen times. That'll work." <laughs> the oh, illiterate. Yeah, got yourself an idea there, and of course, I spent you know, I spent the weekend decorating too. So that's all done. Mm. I'm glad that's finished. Yeah, Ready for God. Christmas over here. There you go. I mean, hey, hey. You know, I mean, you go and you know, going to your house, Mike. Man, it it makes Christmas so. It's just such a such a beautiful place when you do that. You know, uh, having my fair share of having you know stayed over and everything, and it's just you know, being in your house is just such a dream come true. I mean, especially the Christmas uh, with all the decorations, beautifully done. Bravo, is man! Bo- is Bobo fed on the top of the tree? No, I I got a Yoda and and Chewbacca and a, I think a BB-8, but no, I don't have a Bobo Fett on my tree. <laughs> oh God! Come to think of you it, no. The I scary don't... part is, I almost am tempted to like talk to a couple people who I know are artists and be like, "Could you draw me a Boba Fett if he looked like a chimp?" <laughs> don't ask me why. Just, Just do a it. chimp wearing the uh, the Boba Fett's uh, chest. I know. Armor. Armor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh, I did. In fairness, I did play. It's been a while now, but I did play in a role-playing group where I used to. We used to play and on what used to be the old uh, AOL I, AIM chat, and we used to get together every Thursday night. And I swear to God, we used to laugh as hard as we're laughing right now. Because we played, we were playing the old Marvel superheroes game, the TSR one. Yep. D10. Yeah, the D10s. Yep. And in fairness, it was supposed to be like a serious superhero thing, and I decided I wasn't going to be a serious superhero. <laughs> I decided I wasn't going to be a serious superhero. Now, in fairness, my character was really, really high powered, but I created a character. And the character's name was Lou. That was okay. his superhero name too. Was Lou? <laughs> Lou. Okay. And 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 Lou Lou lived above. Lou worked at the video store that his uncle his uncle owned, and 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 basic and basically, um, Lou didn't like wearing costumes because he couldn't afford them anyway. And Lou was like, <laughs> Lou was like four hundred pounds. But he had telekinesis, so he's the laziest fuck on the planet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Like, his idea of a costume is like, okay, I'm going to wear my Jeter jersey today. Um, okay. I mean, that, that's, that's the level of what Lou is. And, and, I get this picture in my head. <laughs> and, 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 and then at so Lou, so Lou lives in Greenwich Village, and he's the. And, and it was funny because at first my 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 tagline was the greatest, the mighty Lou of Greenwich Village. Greenwich is number one superhero. And then someone reminded me, Doctor Strange lives in Greenwich. 
<laughs> and he's Marvel. Right. And he's Marvel. So, so Lou's number one arch enemy is Doctor Strange. <laughs> okay. Because because Lou is now the number two superhero. And often and often Lou would sit there and say, "I am the mighty Lou of Greenwich Village, Greenwich's number two superhero." Damn you, Strange. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, that's so good. But that yeah, so well, it was, so you can imagine how I mean. So it was really amusing because at first everybody was playing like a normal character in this campaign, okay. and as I started to do this, everybody was my straight man, and I would do all kinds of shit, <laughs> and everybody's like, and everybody's like, wait a you, minute, you went up everybody, you went upside everybody's head, is that what well, you Well, no, it was just kind of like. They weren't thinking about it. They could go like <laughs> funny, humorous, and it was like so. All of a sudden, everybody's like, "No, no, 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 no! You're not gonna be the only one who sits there and makes jokes all night." <laughs> and suddenly, like everybody's like changing their character around, and we were part of a group. The name of a the name of our superhero group was called the Chaos Theory. Mm-hmm. Our tagline, our oh tagline for Chaos Theory. Uh, can I steal that from you? I like that. I'm sure you can. Our tagline for for our team was, "Oh no, not them! Anybody but them!" <laughs> wow. I swear to God, that was it was a blast. I mean, and it was funny because <laughs> one we hit one person was like, "Screw it! I'll be the straight man for all of you. I don't care." <laughs> and 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 I, in some ways, I felt bad for him because literally. I mean, in fairness, there were a couple people at times who would play the normal straight characters, but like at times it was like, I'm so sorry. They're like, no, you're, and they're like, no, you're not. Like there was one, like literally, like the bad guy would show up and do something, and he'd like give this law, and, and it's like, no, 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 you can't. And like seriously, this is something Lou would say. Hey, wait a minute, you're not allowed to do that. Why not? You haven't given your long soliloquy yet. What are you talking about? You're supposed to no, give a long supposed soliloquy. To monologue. <laughs> you're supposed to monologue now. <laughs> he caught me monologuing. You're supposed to be monologuing. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's in the book. You're supposed to monologue. <laughs> um, or like like somebody would show up with a costume, and I swear to God, Lou's comment would be like, do you realize those colors clash? <laughs> I mean, this is the stuff he'd say. Like, It's like, of course you're horrible. He's like, you have to be a C-level villain. Your, your costume is horrible. I mean, that, this is regular things he'd say on the regular basis. Oh, like, I mean, was this before uh, Liefeld's Deadpool? Oh, my God. Uh, it's predated Deadpool? You know, it might have been. <laughs> and it, it, it's after a lot. Well, it might have been around that time. I was basing a lot of it on the the 90s Justice, that late 80s, ni- early 90s Justice League series, the Boaha years mm. of where... Like it was the funny. And by the way, if you ever can find it, Ivan, the 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 Kevin McGuire, JD Jan Dematis, uh, Justice League book. I mean, there's that. I mean, I swear to God, I used to cry laughing so hard at those books because okay. they would do things in there that it was it was just wrong. And the best is like Batman has to play like the straight man, and it's hysterical. <laughs> I mean, just hysterical. 
Like there's the one episode, there's the one, there's the one issue that everybody talks about still even today, where literally Guy Gardner's like, "All right, I've had enough, Batman. We're we're gonna we're, me and you, mano and mano, one on one." And Guy's taking off like his Guy's taking off like his his power ring, and all you see is Batman go boom, and Gardner is down. Gardner is down. One punch, boom, on the ground. And the best is. Best is Black Carrie walks in and she's like, one punch. And I missed it? One punch? <laughs> uh, and then the irony is, is when he went to go get his ring, he got bit. It was under the table, so he got, he got bit, by, bit by a mouse. So he bit it. He bumped his head, so he had an amnesia. So he became the opposite of what he normally was as Guy Gardner, which was hysterical. Because now Guy Gardner is this really sweet, wonderful, nice human being, and it's hysterical. <laughs> um, but so I based I based Lou on that. But the all time, and the reason I'm getting to this is the all time <laughs> most hilarious, and this is why you would have fit in really, really well. The all time, my all time favorite was for some, and we mixed a little DC with the game. For some strange reason, I can't remember why. We had to go to Arkham Asylum, and we had to infiltrate. And in in a Marvel game. It, well, yeah. Well, it's Marvel superheroes. It doesn't right. matter. We can put anything in there you want. Right. And and literally, we're 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 trying to infiltrate Arkham, and we're sitting here, and there's a door. And we're like, okay, what are we gonna do here? We try to pick the lock. We fail. We try to do this. We fail. We're sitting there and we're loudly fighting with each other and yelling at each other. And all the while, we're supposed to be quiet. And literally, <laughs> that the entire, basically, the entire role-playing night is literally us versus the door, and we lost. <laughs> we lost. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, they're still, if, 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 I don't know if they, if, I know the Yahoo groups went bye-bye, but I think the archives are still there. I still, I think, have access to those archives. I should find you the logs for some of these. These are hysterical. <laughs> um, oh, but, like, there's one time where, like, we're in the Savage Lands and we're in this meeting and, like, like Captain America's there and, like, Reed Richards is there and a whole bunch of people are there. And, yeah. And, 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 like, they all have, like, these important – like, Reed Richards has, like, all this stuff and he's, like, looking at things and, like, Nick Fury's looking at things and, like – Luke pulls out his backpack and like puts a piece of paper and a couple and starts like sharpening pencils. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, they're important. Like, like, like whoever's talking, whoever's running the meeting is like sitting there. It's like, it's like, it's like, and in the middle, Lou's like, did you need some water? No, <laughs> Lou, I don't need any water. Oh, okay. Does anybody <laughs> need water? <laughs> Like I said, the only reason I mentioned this is because the only reason I went on this tangent is I imagine this is what Ivan would look like if he was playing a role playing game. I, I just, I swear. Yeah, we know like, Ivan could tear up a board game once he learns the rules, but RPG yeah. is just uh, without any knowledge of the the base element of of what you're doing and where, and not knowing the specifics. I think I could fit in spectacularly. Oh, Ivan just has to roll. Ivan, honestly, Ivan's character, I swear to God, Ivan could really just be Ivan. That could be the name of his character and just basically do Ivan. No. And... 
know Ivan. We know Ivan's character's name. We know that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not really. He's not really Ivan. He's really a Bobo Fett in right. disguise. So, do we do we have any news this week? Yeah, you know, actually, we have some right. big news this week. Right, we're running a little late, so we can just uh, skim through a little few. Uh, well, the bit. irony is, is that we do have one really big piece of news. Right. Um, and there's some other stuff too, and I'm trying to think off the top. Um, there's a few things that we can skip to news of the squared. I think if we had to, um, but the biggest piece of news is that is the fact that Warner Brothers has basically announced that every movie they're releasing in 2021 is um, is going to be simultaneously released on, um, on, on HBO Max. Along with whatever theaters that are open at the time. Right, whatever, it, uh, whatever theaters are open and available. Right. And... That's big news. You know, that's... That's that's huge. Yeah. I mean, we're talking that's Dune, that's Into the Heights, that's there's 17 films that were first that are first running. Well, here, well, that is here. a that mean, is a big that's a big bunch yeah. of variety. The article's on the cool. Squares page. Yeah, it is. I mean, this includes Matrix Four, Whoa. Dune, uh, you know, uh, I'm. I'm uh, Lin Manuel Miranda's In the Heights musical, The Sopranos prequel, The Suicide. I, wow, I didn't realize Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Yep. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, uh, the sequel to There's a new um, Mor- King There's of a Monsters, new yeah. Mortal. Right, there's a new Mortal Kombat coming. Mortal the, spa- Kombat. the new Space Jam. The new Space Jam movie. Um. Wow. Yeah, like there's like their entire slate is. Oh, I'm sorry, the Tom and Jerry remake. Oh yeah, I did see some rushes on that. It looked pretty good, you know. Yeah, I thought it looked okay. Um, yeah. But the point being is, I mean, that's just that's, that's a lot of content. Well, well, I mean, yeah. for one studio, I think it might be less than normal for not being able to film anything this year. But for the movie industry, it's gonna maybe as a a training wheels for hopefully getting the theater business back up. Well, just to need a shot in the arm. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, so I'm of two minds of this, which is look, it certainly doesn't help the theaters. I understand at the same time with the way things are going. Look, at some point you have to release these movies. You can't just keep sitting on them. You know, at some point, it you know, you've got entire schedules of movies that, you know, you have an entire slate of movies that basically didn't get seen in 2020 yeah. on top of all the things you were planning on releasing yeah, I th- I think in Wonder 2021. Woman, yeah, I think Wonder Woman 84 had a press screening. I think for the for the critics. Yeah, I was going to get to that. The critics, yeah. and I'm hearing, I'm seeing, so I, staying off Twitter, I'm, so I don't get spoilers. Oh well, they're not spoiling. That's the good news. The good, good news, but the but the no, but everything I've seen from people is you're in for a treat. It's great. Um, now, in fairness, we saw that about a few other movies in the beginning too. So we'll 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 hold judgment. But again, we will, you know, look upon it with a, a tad bit of scrutiny. Well, I mean, that's the th- and again, 
Here's the other thing. At this point, you know, let let's put this in perspective. Okay. You know, all right. If if now you're in a situation where you're gonna have yeah. an option to hit frontline movies to come to HBO Max, uh-huh. you know that fifteen dollar price tag suddenly, a fifteen dollars a month price tag suddenly doesn't sound nearly so expensive. Okay, you so know. it puts more meat on the bone. Okay. Right. Well, and and in fairness, it's a huge shot in the arm. Right. To 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 the eight to, to Warner to to take to eight to AT and T and and this this is gonna be a big shot in the arm to them to get right. their to you know here's the here's the question how do you overcome Netflix how do you overcome the the big boys how do you you know I shouldn't say the big boys how do you overcome people in the market who've been there for a while like your Amazons and right. your Netflixes well here's an answer. Which is you release, you know, obviously, look, they, they don't really want to do this, it, but at some point, you've got well, to you release this content. You, yeah, yeah, yeah you got to get a return on that investment. Right. right. Exactly. Because it's just dead money if it doesn't move. Well, and I, like I said, I'm that, I mean, I am absolutely fascinated to see how many people. How what the numbers look like on when for HBO Max on the 25th? And I don't know if Ivan caught this or not because you know I know he wasn't on last week. But Ivan, they're gonna not only are they putting Wonder Woman 84 in the theaters, it's gonna be on HBO Max on the 25th on the same wow. day. Christmas Day. And and so if you're in the like for example in your Chicago area, let's be honest, you don't. I mean, some people are going to be willing to go to the movies. I'm sure where Mike is at, it's a little bit safer than where I'm at, you know, right. and, and or like where Ivan is, you know. Yeah, there was a part of me where I'm like, boy, you know, I really do want to see Wonder Woman 84. I don't feel comfortable comfortable going into a movie theater. Well, OK, mm-hmm. now I have this option. I mean, literally, I'm kind of laughing because it's like, OK, uh, I have something. You know, it's funny because my mom's not a big superhero fan. But when she heard that we were going to have Wonder Woman on Christmas Day, she's like, like, okay, what time do we want to get the Chinese food? What time do you want to watch? Yeah, that's cool. Oh, wow. There you, you know, go. There you go. You know, that kind of thing because, you know, all Jewish that's people just, that's just Chinese groovy. food. And, yes. Well, Chinese food, you know, and the movies. You know what? You, yeah. can't beat, you can't beat it. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't mind having the Christmas dinner, but, yeah, you know. If you can't do that, Chinese well, you food know, in a movie. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, the simplest things are the best, dude. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be just, different this year the... because I don't even know if we're going to have people over for Christmas Day. Well, we already know we already know our situation. I mean, uh, we're not getting together for Christmas. But uh, mom has gone digital. My mom has got a new phone, and uh, my niece is busy teaching her all the little tricks of the trade. Pretty soon, I'll be able to FaceTime with my mom. Oh boy, oh, that's good. And 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 that and that makes me feel good because now I got 
this 24-7 connection, and it'll be just like, well, if she needs of anything, you know, she can get me right away. And that, and the fact that now, you know, because every time I used to go over to the house, it was always like, oh, you know, ask Google this, or let's find out about that, or, you know, or I'm looking for this particular thing. She'd be fascinated by me talking to the phone, and the phone would answer, and she's like, oh, my gosh, so now they're getting her into the digital age. Here it is, 86 years old. And uh, just goes to show you, you're never too old to learn. Yep. A few other pieces of a few other pieces of note. I'm going to kind of run through them fast. Okay. So, okay. it's it De- Deadline has come out with David Ramsey, who played John Diggle in the Arrow series and AKA Spartan, is going to be directing episodes uh, across the DC universe in the CW. But what's most interesting is apparently. Um, he is supposed to be playing a mystery role in DC's Legends of Tomorrow that's being kept under wraps. Well, if you've seen Arrow, and I'm sorry, if you haven't seen it by now, it's been a while, so forgive me, but at the end of Arrow, uh, John Diggle gets the Green Lantern ring, and so there are a lot of people hoping we're going to get to see a Green Lantern um, on TV. So yeah, we'll see if that happens. Yeah, they didn't they tease that. They did. That's what yeah. I said. At the end yeah. of at the end of the season, they had it where you know he basically where it falls out of the sky and literally there's John Diggle right there and he picks up the ring. And there's a lot of people who are really excited, but we thought we're not going to see anything with it. But it looks like we might see something. Uh, according to this, the Academy Awards are not going to be going Zoom. They're going to be in person. Although I'm questioning what exactly they're going to sure they'll just have like pre-covid tests and pre-quarantine and temperature checks at the red carpet maybe i'm i'm more thinking what movies yeah not a lot of content (laughs) not a lot of films came out i mean unless you start talking streaming i don't know what's really what's really there to put together i mean what's the content so if you don't got a lot of content how do you how do you just and this is the time of year when we'd get all the oscar yeah and we got none of that this year yeah yeah so i think it's going to be a a lame year for that particular type of activity because there wasn't a lot of releases uh not a lot of activity you know, so what do you have, really? Yeah. So um, there's some so there's some rumors about Spider-Man Three that continue to be out there about that we'll see Tom Holland, we'll see Andrew Garfield, and we'll see Tobey Maguire all in the same movie, sure. and all playing Spider-Man as kind of a multiverse thing. There's still rumors out there, and there was supposedly some sort of leak out there about something that might have leaked it, but nobody's a hundred percent sure. I, again, I'm, there's some people who are like, eh, my reaction is I'm all for it. I, I would, I would love to see it. Um, I think, I think there's a, you know, and if we can figure out a way to get miles Morales, that's great too. Uh, let's have all four. And, uh, and, and by the way, if you want to figure out a way to get a, uh, an animated spider ham in that, I'll, I'm all for that too. And so, um, a live action, but uh, let's see. Uh, there's talk of folding Hulu into Disney Plus, which would be interesting. 
Yeah. Um, so the other thing is, is DC has supposedly got somebody who's working on a script for a Plastic Man movie, but here's the twist. Uh, they're talking about making it more like Plastic Woman. All right. Ooh. I see. Well, maybe Plastic Man will be, I don't know, uh, transgender. Mm, I don't know. Well, actually, that'd be interesting. You know, it's funny because Plastic Man could do that. That would be interesting. I mean, basically, I we just didn't he could change know. shape in anything he wanted. Right, and we just I mean, didn't know if he was a man or a woman. The last, the last thing I remember watching the old um, Plastic Man uh, Hanna Barbera cartoon back in the day, mm-hmm. voiced by Michael Bell, I think it was. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. but there was um, the Plastic Man had an episode in Batman: Brave and the Bold, where mm-hmm. what's it called? What's called a montage with no dialogue. Of how mm-hmm. Plastic Man got into his accident and got his powers, and Batman was there uh, during his rehabilitation as he, you know, as he just as, as he learned how to control his powers, and that was like wow, it's like this is like a dramatic moment for Plastic Man here I'm watching. So you know, there's been in the last twenty years, there's been some really interesting ground done groundwork done on plastic man and some of it kind of got shelved by the wayside which is unfortunate um plastic man for a period of time and grant morrison's justice league and that was at the time when they relaunched and really made justice league a big thing again uh plastic man was one of the members of justice league at the time and it was a really popular move and the other thing that was interesting was when joe kelly took over he wrote some really interesting pieces about plastic man about Plastic Man having a kid, and then there's an entire thing about where something happened where Plastic Man was back in the past and got shattered across the ocean, okay, and he basically had been there for, like, thousands of years. Whoa. And got re-put back together, but basically the long and the short of it is is that, you know, that basically Plastic Man is kind of, like, invulnerable. Or, like, you know, can't like, really be killed, if you understand what I mean by right, that. Right, um, Because, essentially, he was basically, in little pieces, under yeah, the so ocean he, right. for, like, so thousands of years. Took him all that right. long to put him get himself put back together. Well, people scooping him back together again so he can put himself back together. And, I, and it's funny, because after that, he takes a leave of absence. Because it's like, okay, I'm a little fucked up right now. Um, wow. Yeah. You know, See? Uh, it was something having to do. It was. It had something to do with an Atlantis thing, and I can't remember what. It, it's something I want to call it was Obsidian Age or something. It was a Justice League storyline, but yeah. Um, Interesting. Trying to think. Of, there, there, like I said, there was a period there where there's some there's some good Justice. League yeah, it seemed like, that. but it seemed like they were using Plastic Man as an excuse to be like just a uh, like DC's answer to Deadpool or or another type of Harley Quinn kind mm-hmm. of whimsical storyline. But if you say there was some meat on the bones for some of these other storytellers for him, then that's great. Good on him. Yeah, it's funny. You know who really wants to do no, a but Plastic Lord, Man? What needs to be known about is what it is. You know who really wants to do a Plastic Man series, if I remember correctly? And that'll be interesting if at some point he gets around to doing it. What's it's that? Brian Bendis. Okay. Who is like one of the big writers for DC right now. So it'd be okay. interesting. Um, Rob <laughs> Loudfield is back for the 30th anniversary of Deadpool. Just don't let him draw feet. <laughs> um, and then I'm sure Mike will be happy about this. 
next month, Cobra Kai season three. Hooray! Awesome. Can't wait. Got to find out what happened to Miguel. My understanding is I've heard rumblings about something about they're bringing back the Japanese guy. Yeah, they're going back to Okinawa. Yeah. That they're bringing some of those characters back from. No, he's dead. I mean, in in canon, Mr. Miyagi is dead. Right. Danny went to Mr. Miyagi's grave. So, yeah, in canon, he's dead. But but I've heard the next season, this season, they're going to Japan. So I presume they're going back to that town they were in Karate Kid 2. Right, and I guess that that guy who he beats at the end of the Karate Kid Two is probably right. going to be a part of things, and I think that's what they're bringing back Maybe. in. So, yeah. ooh, that'd be cool. There's that's some fun. stories that obviously are more news of the squared stories. Although I will say, uh, let's. I think this is a good place to end. I guess Nielsen Variety mentioned something from Nielsen about top ten streaming shows, and I thought it was interesting to take a look at who they are. Here's. This is from, apparently, from October 26th. Okay. And and the top, and again, this is just streaming. The most streamed thing was, was Queen's Gambit, followed by The Office, of all things. Okay. Uh, Mandalorian. Um, hold on a second. Okay, I don't want your ad. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that pop-up blocker, man. I, I did. Okay, yeah. Now... <laughs> It's always amusing when it's like, okay, that's not what I wanted. Not now. Go away. (laughs) You're bugging me. You're bugging me, Smiles. You're bugging me. Sorry. I'm trying to pull it up. So Queen's Gambit, I said, The Office, of all things. The Mandalorian, followed by The Mandalorian, Schitt's Creek, something called Holiday from Netflix, Grey's Anatomy reruns from Netflix. What? What? Criminal Minds from Netflix. NCIS from Netflix, and then something called uh, something called the haunted, the haunting of Bly Manor from Netflix, and then the Great British Baking Show on Netflix. So a lot of Netflix stuff are, is high streaming stuff, but yeah. it looks like it's all about Queen's Gambit and yeah, that seems to be the big that seems to be the big one. I've heard a lot of people talking about yeah. it. I've seen someone someone. Uh photoshopped a picture of the queen of england holding an x-men comic saying oh i never saw the queen's gambit (laughs) oh yeah took a second okay took you yeah oh boy that's that yeah (laughs) there's one other thing i really want to bring up but this is such a news of the squared show show uh story that Let's go to then 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 we'll Yeah, we'll, no no. It's just one of those ones where I'm looking at it and I'm going mm, I cannot wait to talk uh, about this on News of the Squared. Because <laughs> literally literally this could be our whole show for News of the Squared. <laughs> okay. I'm not I'm not I mean, kidding. It's it, not it, the it, Iron Sheik's it, Twitter it, account again, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> there's some there's some news that came out right before we went on we went and did the show. We went to go record the show. That I'm telling you, new meat. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's 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 just. I I just don't. I, well, we'll get to it. It's it's a big. Oh, tease. Man, he's he's, tw- he's twittering in his toes there, Mike. Let's let's. Go I, I'm telling you, when you see, well, maybe we should start there for the show. But anyway, all right, Mike. Tell. I mean, unless we get something else. Oh, I've got we, yeah, one, I mean, a couple more things I want to point out. Mm. Um. 
they dropped another trailer for the Transformers Netflix series, Earthrise, okay. the sequel to the Siege. That uh, got dropped today. And tomorrow, which should be, we're recording on the 7th, uh, which is obviously the day that we'll live in infamy. But 40 years <laughs> ago tomorrow, John Lennon was shot. That's right. And it's like, that's like our generation's Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper. A moment mm-hmm. like um, I was like, well, obviously I was like nine years old, so I was kind of, you know, and I I knew the Beatles. I was aware of them because I used to watch the old yeah. cartoon on Channel 44. Right. But yeah. I remember I was downstairs and we had the tree up and there the news all over the TV that John Lennon was shot. Like and I, was, I was in my 20s. Um, and uh, see, I was and, like around the same age Mike was. Yeah. So for me, it was like. It wasn't the like. I'll be honest. For me, I mean, it was it was it was impactful. Yeah. For me, it's always going to be Kurt Cobain. No. Well, I was because really in reality, that's around the time frame when I was in my twenties, and that was. Oh yeah, well you know Kurt Cobain. You know I was aware of Kurt Cobain and 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 that whole. You know, and there was and there was a while there where a lot of them were were leaving. You know, I mean, uh, you know, frontmen of bands and such. You know, it just. Uh, I was six when Elvis died, in '77. But... I was, I was seventeen. Six, no, I was sixteen, and I was in the hospital with pneumonia when I saw it on the news. Wow. But yeah, John Lennon has been forty years now. Holy crap. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I was. I didn't want, sorry, I don't want to leave the show on a. Bed, yeah, I was going to say, wow. Sad, imagine that. Yeah. Uh, no, I just got you to think, though. Okay, yeah. well, hey. Time is fleeting, uh, so enjoy things as we have them now. And it's going to get better. Yeah. Well, yeah, just take a jump to the left. That's right. And then step to the right. Well, that's your hands on your hips. Said time is fleeting. <laughs> we're on instagram and twitter at sotrt podcast we're on youtube click the bell subscribe you know to get new content you can download the show on your usual podcast hosting platforms i.e google apple spotify anchor now and there's some other lesser known ones i checked our analytics and there's some, a lot of lesser known podcasts so if you go to the anchor they can tell you other formats ivan is on twitch.tv that's java and ivan jeff is on steinamite productions and of course you can See all our crazy news stories. Read them along with read along with us uh, on the Squares Roundtable Facebook page for our other show, News of the Square. That'll be out later in the week. Mm -hmm. Send us an email: sotrtpodcast at gmail dot com. Wishing everyone a happy holiday season. Happy Hanukkah, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Happy Merry Christmas and. Yeah, because we're gonna be so we're gonna be off for. Did we mention yeah, that we'll, we're gonna be yeah. off for two weeks? We'll be back on. We'll be back the last week of just before New Year's. We'll be back. Yeah. We'll so discuss, really, in reality, we're yeah. What basically talk about Wonder Woman pretty and much, right? the, the season two finale of Mandalorian. I'll be sure to oh, okay. discuss that. It's funny. Yeah. I might I might binge all that fast enough. Yeah, to binge be able it now. Talk about it. Do it now. Come on. Get the toga well, man. Get the doll. Ah. <laughs> you know, that is basically my dirty pleasure Christmas movie. It's single all the way. I'm not going to You know what? There I may go. have to watch that movie. I may have to watch it. You know, I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> <that. laughs> 
It's like when he's trying to name. He's trying to remember. Yeah. Trying to remember the names of the Dasher Dancer Plants of Victim. Yeah. <laughs> so I Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes, <laughs> yeah, Tommy. I'm, and Bob and Bobo Fat will be with you. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> he's no good to me, Dad. <laughs>